Welcome to the second episode of the 34 Sports Podcast. I would like to thank everyone for the huge support on the first episode. With all the support, that only makes me want to do this more consistently. For today's podcast, I'm joined again by Raptor. Hello. Our topics today are mostly centered around basketball because this was a slow week in sports and basketball was really the only thing that produced much to talk about. Our first bit of news came out several days ago out of the bubble down in Orlando. There's a shakeup in the Philadelphia 76ers system. As I talked about somewhat in depth last week, the 76ers needed a change. And it seems as though that that has happened. Members of the 76ers staff have stated that second-year guard Shake Milton will now be the starting point guard for the team. This position was previously secured by former Rookie of the Year Ben Simmons. Soon after, it also came out that Coach Brent Brown was experimenting with Ben Simmons at the power forward position. Is this a game-changer for the 76ers team? See, for me, when it comes to this, I mean, Ben Simmons is successful at the point guard because he has height. He knows his playmaking abilities. But at the same time, we know Shake Milton can do it. He dropped 50. We we saw that. I don't know about but, I think it was 40, but he did have a lot. I'm thinking for Shake to be the point guard that the 76ers want or need, he needs to be, I would say, a 15 to 20 a night. Maybe five, six plus assists. And I feel like he could be successful. He just needs to get in the gym and work a lot, or a bit at least, on his play, making a bit abilities. And then you got Ben, ben Simmons at the power forward, which I think, Did I it? know he was meant to be the point guard. I really think he'll be successful beside Embiid. Well, Simmons has an underrated post game anyway, and he's just he can't get to it as much with Embiid, but... It, with them running him down there, it's going to be different now. And with, with Shake Milton, I'm just, I looked at his numbers for this year, and he had, um, he shot 49%, and he had, he shot 45 which is, from yeah. three, which is really good. That's a good clip. <laughs> he, uh, he averaged 9.5 and 2.2 assists, but that's a little bit, the stats are a little bit adjusted, though, because that was part of his season was when Embiid was there, when Embiid and Simmons weren't hurt, and then when he came in, he really started putting up points. So that diff, that drops his stats. But if he keeps shooting like that, it should transfer. He should And I fit. feel like as a point guard, you need to be able to shoot, and I think that's what Ben was lacking was his ability to shoot the ball, right? Like well, I he was working on it. Well, I just well, I just saw today that uh, Snell said, "Now you got to start shooting or something to that effect." And Ben Simmons just commented, "Orlando," so that might mean he's going to start fairly soon shooting, which could be good for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers with a long run. Because I don't know, the seeding games might hurt it, but I know for those first couple three games of the seeding tournament part. This, there's going to be people just sagging off of Ben because they're not used to him shooting threes, and he can drop those in now. If Well, we'll see ben if he drops. We'll see. Ben is scary if he can get a shot. He's scary when he drives. I know, but add a shot to that, it's not going to be easy to guard. Well, yeah. At all. I mean, that's all LeBron still does as well now is because he expanded his range and people don't know whether he's going to jive or slash, whether he's going to jive. Yeah. For sure. But I think LeBron is, I wouldn't say extremely transitioned, but he's definitely changed his game. Oh, and yeah. And he's shooting a lot more now. Yeah. Like, a lot more. I mean, that too, I mean, that's that could help Simmons too um, to keep him out of paint so B can go to work a little bit too if he can shoot more. Because we know Embiid loves his post game. Bec- he gets in there. Well, yeah, and it it goes the same with saying about Giannis, how you know you can stop him down low. If you know Embiid and Simmons just want to pound it down low, you could discard that. But if they both can, which I know Embiid can, and at least 30% shoot from outside, that makes it a little bit harder for them. And if those Because two- if Embiid or Simmons, they, they can both... Well, 
Embiid has his three ball, and if Simmons develops it, you can have, let's see, if Simmons wants to post up, you can have Embiid in, like, the corner of the wing. And then if Embiid wants to post up, you can have Ben mid-range to three-point, or both of them down there at once. Probably not. Well, no, you wouldn't want... No. You wouldn't want Simmons down at the same time, though, because what it's going to do is you're going to have two defenders that can double up on Embiid, which could well, work in their favor, too, but it, not generally when you yeah. double it does. But, I mean, on smaller teams like the Rockets, this could really, they could really torch a team like the Rockets if they slow, if they don't, like if they didn't let that team get in a fast break and slow down the ball. And just get yeah, the, the 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 Rockets are a different story for another day, but they're small ball. I don't know how that's gonna work. Out. Yeah, I don't know. But back with the Sixers, uh, they could even do the run and gun style too, especially with Simmons. It's gonna be interesting because it brings a little bit more versatility to their lineup because now Simmons can can sneak around the court and kind of not. He's not, everybody's not staring at him bringing the ball up because he's an elite slasher. He just, he had to use his, his, for, I think he's 6'10 with, and his handles are guard like. Yeah. It's just, I mean, he's got two inches on LeBron and he's, he's like a taller LeBron if you really think about it, if and, he gets the three ball. Ben isn't, like you said, he's not the center of attention. He can make those backdoor cuts. He can move around the ball, maybe get some off-ball screens or something, but he's not going to be the center of attention, per se. Like, he'll still get his attention. He's Ben Simmons. But he won't be as, uh, as like, watched, I'd say. He'll well, be able to do a little bit more. Well, until they see what he can – if he starts going off, they're going to start watching him. But these these That's first couple of – this the seeding games, if this goes well, will be fun to watch the Sixers in because they're – if – if they can get it going, I don't, I don't know how deep they can go in the playoffs. I would say maybe second round with not using this lineup as much. Like if they they've been doing this for half a season, maybe, but just to throw it in now. But I mean, anything's up in the air at this point. So who knows? I mean, we don't really. It's they, just one of those things that nothing is like known right now. Teams that were the favorites before this, probably. I mean. They're still thought as the favorites, but there's some teams that are going to surprise some people. No, notably the Trailblazers, honestly. Well, they got to make it in, but if they can make it in, we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Philly could, I mean, like, this is big because if they could work this out, it this could really be good for them. The only thing I see is that if Tobias Harris has got to fix his inconsistency for this to work. Because he was, they paid him, I think it was five years, $180 million, and he kind of played lackluster all season. And so did Al Horford. Both of those guys got to pick it up. And be more, yeah, definitely more. Like, like Tobias can have a 30-point game, and then the next day drop six points. Maybe six, man. I don't know. But, uh, I don't think they have a really good backup three. Yeah, he's got to no, start. Don't. He's got to start. I mean, you could yeah. try. I mean, they say they're playing him at the four, but if you bring Horford in for defense and play Embiid, I mean Simmons at the three, that could work too with uh, Tobias off the bench. But I don't. I see more with Tobias starting and Simmons at the four. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, if they can make this work, if Shea can play the point, the point guard effectively. If Ben can move effectively off the ball and just get his space and get his shots and his dunks and all that stuff, and Tobias is more more consistent, the same with Horford, I really think that team could be a scary team in the future. They could be a scary team over these next however many months they're there, however many months they they last, because it's a different story for every team, right? Yeah. I feel like I feel like if they get it going. Watch out for the 76ers, for sure. I think if this works, they're at least making it to second round, if not farther. I don't... Uh, yeah, we'll have to I, see. I, I we'll have to see, because I haven't seen actual... I haven't seen them play any games. This is all just talk at this point. But, yeah. I mean, they were one shot away from the the conference finals last year, so, I mean... 
And to me, it wasn't even their fault. Like, <laughs> I mean, they did all they could do. That was one of the luckiest shots I've seen in a while. And NBA, I, I wouldn't say well, it might be in NBA history because let's be honest, those bounces were. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, I, don't I, I mean, yeah, the bounces. It was just insane. But like I said, I think the 76ers could really make this work. And if they do, I think they'll be a good team. Not just for these next few months, but for a couple years. Well, yeah, because if they didn't figure something out, either Simmons or Embiid was going down the road. I honestly thought they should have pulled for D'Lo midseason if they weren't. Because I didn't didn't see them. I thought they were going to force... It's not really a force because Simmons could be an elite point guard, but for their system, it was a force to keep Simmons at the point. Yeah. But But now you put Ben at the power forward or the four, I think it's going to be. Well, I remember. He's better, honestly. I remember the year he was hurt, first year, 2K had him listed as a 3-4. And then when he started playing, they flipped him. That's what he came out of college as. I think he played for LSU. I remember that. Yeah, he was yeah LSU out of college. He yeah he played with D'Lo and he was yeah. never scouted as a point guard. No. Nah. Sixers wanted to put him there. Yeah, it's. And it wasn't the worst decision. I mean, it did work, but yeah, I think kind of. this saves Brett Brown's job too because if he didn't figure it out, they were gonna find somebody else who did because with this, they have the talent and they've spent the money that they gotta have something to show for it. At least the conference yeah, finals. Over the last several seasons, most NBA fans have began to see a changing of the guard of sorts. Hall of Famers such as Kobe, rest in peace, Dirk, and Duncan have exited the game. Some dominant players such as DeAndre Jordan, Mark Gasol, Blake Griffin, and Chris Paul have began to fade away for various reasons. With this comes the openings for new talent to rise and work their way into the spotlight. Many teams have built wealth through the draft and trade deals and given them and their young talent a chance to have a prosperous future. That being said, which NBA team has the best young core to give them the best chance in the future? I'm going to give this first for first one to you. Who are you thinking? I don't know. I can't go against I can't go against Luka and Porzingis and Dallas. I really can't. That's just uh, Luca's already proved it internationally that he can win, and his numbers were MVP stats this year, triple doubles. See, for me, when I'm looking at this list, I mean, I can't help but go to the obvious Zion and Zoe. To be honest, I mean, well, it's I mean, just, you have Zion. Well, I mean, you can't. Ingram's definitely in there. Ingram's the only All Star out of any of those guys yet. That's more of a young trio, I would say. Yeah, you already got. Go. Yeah, that's a that's already a big three right there. They just gotta let it go. It kind of reminds me. It's not. It's not the same, but it gives me the feels to OKC when they had Harden, Russ, and Durant. But they are, it's a far different team. But, I mean, Ingram compares to compares to Durant somewhat. I mean, I'm not saying it's the same exact team because Lonzo nowhere near has the scoring ability of Westbrook and Zion's not a Harden. He's closer to Ibaka, actually, but. And very different, but I, I see like a young trio that if they keep them together and add pieces, they could do something. I mean, they've already got Jackson Hayes that could start at center, in my opinion, next year. We'll see how he develops. But he, his, verti- his vertical is amazing, and he plays good defense. I remember watching him down at Little Caesars. He had a couple good dunks. He can basically grab it from anywhere on the backboard they throw it off of. It's insane. And Josh Hart is a glue guy who just goes out there and gives you just he can he can get you rebounds. He he'll get a double double with rebounds at guard. I mean, you got that. Yeah. Who you got? John Jaron. John Jaron, yeah. You can't forget about Brandon Clark, too. He could come up into the starting lineup eventually. But, yeah, John, Jaron are the two pieces you're going to want to build around, even if you lose a couple of the other guys. 
But Ja, yeah. Ja's like Westbrook with a Chris Paul playmaker. Well, I mean, no, I can't say that because Westbrook can playmake too. But I just feel like Chris Paul is more of a is a last like just point guard, point guard kind of guy. And then we know that Ja can throw that thing down. Yeah, I mean, he almost ended Kevin Love's That's career, bad. but we won't talk about that as much. I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, egg in that, but you know. I mean, he's gonna do, he's gonna do it. It's just a matter of time. It may very well happen this season. Who knows that he'll jump over somebody? He's rested. He might have, you know, worked on those hops even more. <laughs> we yeah, th- see it. this is gonna help the rookies a lot with this shorten with the shortened season. I don't know what you would call this, uh, uh with this um. Delayed, season. delayed. See, postponed. This postponement yeah. has really helped the, helped the, a lot of teams. I mean, like we've discussed, um, outside of this podcast is the the last how three four months, right? Am I am I wrong when I say that? I think it's three, been four? four. I think it's almost four. It will be when they start four. before. All, all players that might have been, I wouldn't say weak. But maybe a little bit fatigued. Have had these four months to get fresh again. Well, I mean, and like, some yeah. got swole. I mean, Zion gained twenty pounds of. Well, he gained twenty pounds. Whether pounds that's of- muscle, it's probably mostly muscle. Speaking of gaining muscle in pounds, Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba, dude. I don't. I gotta see actual game where he actually produces in a game, but I think that'll definitely help him. He was a little bit. He was a little bit skinny and could get pushed around. I don't know. I don't see Orlando as like they don't jump off the page for me. But I mean, Gordon and Bamba could be pretty good for a while. And if Bamba, if this new physique helps him, you never know. He could be a defensive monster. Speaking of new physiques, Jokic lost fifty pounds in four months. Which is insane to me from a man that was overweight for generally his whole life to just drop 50 pounds in four months. Just that doesn't, that really doesn't seem humanly possible to me. He he looks good and even Mello looked look like he dropped a few pounds too. Mello's skinny, yeah. Carmelo's ready to go. So I but, feel like a, a lot of players have take, taken this time to... I will improve one their skills and improve maybe their body to help them. Like Mobamba has gone from quite frankly a stick to a wall. We'll yeah. We'll see if it's good for him because I know his vertical was one of his big things. I hope it didn't take away from that. But I mean, he's seven foot with long arms, so I mean, if it takes away from his vertical, he's still got his size to go back on. And I'm thinking Jokic with his skill set and his body, like, and, and his weight loss, his speed might improve, and that could be a scary thing. Well, for me, I'm thinking future. Like, I mean, we're talking about who's got the best future here, but I think Jokic, if he does well, they can move him to the three, and you've got a guy like Bobo sitting in the G League right now could play your five. Because he's seven two with guard handles, he he will not be denied for long. And then you've got Michael Porter Jr., who already has proven that he can get twenty five. Sometimes he could be your four, and Jokic could be the three, bringing it up. I mean, he already does most of the time anyway. That that would be a scary, yeah. I don't know if it'll work. It depends on how Jokic's athleticism is in his new frame. Another team I think could be good with everybody healthy, and I've seen some pictures and some videos on Instagram of Bagley being healthy, but the Kings with Fox and Bagley could be really good. They just paid Heald, and if Heald can keep that 40% clip from the three-point line, just keep shooting like that, and they've got Bogdanovich, the young guy that can shoot pretty good from outside, and you got Holmes down low, you've got a starting five there. I don't fully trust the Kings to win a lot of games at this point, but maybe they'll change my mind in the future if they can keep that core together. 
Yeah, it's not the Kings of old where they just threw money at one guy like Cousins and didn't really have a team. They've really got decent young guys at every position. I mean... Really going to be a good thing for that Yeah, team. another... Would you go ahead? No, I was just gonna say, like, if the Kings can make that work, it, it's—I wouldn't say it's a championship team, but it's a playoff team. It's a contender. I think it's middle. Of the, I think four or five, possibly. I don't know in the West they can go any higher than that unless they really, really show me something. But I think a team that could that is building through the draft and they're getting really deep, and I think they've got—they should have one more good draft pick this year—is the Hawks. With Trey Young, John Collins, and a young Herder, and a young Reddish right now. Reddish is only getting better. He had one twenty-five point outburst towards the end of the season. Oh, Cam can shoot that thing. Well, so. he was a little inconsistent this year, but I, I, I remember in high school him dropping fifty on kids. So I mean, if he can consistently get twenty-five on the NBA level, I think he'll be doing just fine. But yeah, I really have faith uh, in. The Hawks. The only thing I would like to see them get is an elite defender. Maybe they can pick up Edwards in the draft to go alongside Trey Young because Young's pretty weak at defense. It's his only issue. He can put up 50, but he'll let the other guy he's guarding put up, like, 30 on him. Yeah, but, like, let's say, like, Edwards does have more defense, but if you have both of those guys at the one and two, no matter if you play Trey at the one because he's shorter than Edwards, but those two shooting the ball... Wow. Well, if I'm the Haw- if I'm the Hawks and I see um, Edwards on the board, I'm taking him. That'd be no doubt in my mind that's who I'm picking for them because they just got Capella when the Rockets were in a fire sale on anything that was taller than 6'7". They got him. Yeah. And I did, they've got that. Now they got that low post defender to go with Collins. And now if they can get Edwards in there and Reddish keeps getting better and better, they've got a five right there. That team's looking up. The East looked a little bit better this year, but it's it's been weak for years. It's notably weak compared to the West. So the Hawks should definitely be able to jump in there. I mean, Detroit made it with 500 last year. Yeah, but at the same time, you see the East, and they're becoming stronger. Like, they got the Heat doing what they're doing. The Bucks doing what they're doing. The Raptors have found their groove the last year or two. And... Well, more than last two, but they've been fine. And they're well, yeah, they've been they've building. Been and then, yeah, it's like, I, th- I think the East, I wouldn't say is as strong as the West, and like, not saying that, but the East has definitely risen their skills, I would say, like, well, the players in the team. It makes sense, because they've, when they're worse, they're going to get the better draft picks, and it, you just, this last, I would say, I'd say this last uh, three, and I'm going to say this year is the fourth, is going to be good draft class, draft years for people to build up their teams. Because I'd say uh, at least uh, last year uh, with Reddish and all them, I know the top ten are all going to be pretty good role players for their team, most of them. I'm not going to say all of them because I'm not 100% sold on everybody yet. But this year I think you've got another chance. You're going to have Melo in the West and Wiseman. Well, uh, depends. Well, we still got to see the draft lottery because last year I did not have any. I, I did not think the Pels were going to get number one pick last year, and that's how it went. So we got to see the draft lottery for that. But I don't know. Yeah. But they could go to the Knicks, who already they already got R.J. Barrett and Randall right now. They could build, and they've got a they had Alonzo Trier, who they didn't play or not, and they've got Knox. Those are two good guys right there that I don't know how are going to pan out. But I think the Knicks, um, well, if management doesn't get in the way, could um, start to progress pretty good. If the Knicks are the draft lottery pick, right, and they get LaMelo or Wiseman here, whoever they decide to take, probably LaMelo. But I don't think they, they – LaMelo... Well, maybe they could get one. Like I said, Jeff sucked. But, but re- we never know with the – we we can't really say anything until we know the draft picks and we don't like the drafts. Well, I mean, the balls fall where the balls fall. Yeah, Silver's not going to let the Knicks get the number one pick because he doesn't want them to waste the number one pick on a franchise that's not going to make people watch. Or he doesn't want to bring publicity to that franchise with the owner, but... 
Yeah. I mean, it's it could like, happen, but I think there's stuff that happens behind the scenes that doesn't let the Knicks really get the best of the best. Whether it be their own doing or the league's doing, but... I personally think that it's... I don't know. Like, I mean, we, we can't say anything and we don't know because, like you said, the Pels weren't really expected to get the first pick last year. But it's looking like, but it could be different. I'm thinking the Warriors are getting either Lamelo or Wiseman. It's going to be their choice. It's good. It's yeah. I mean that. Yeah, that's going to be. We don't know. You never know. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, it could be another one of these teams. Who knows? Because the Pels were like 11 last year and got it, and they're 10. They could drop or go up this year. It depends. Maybe the Kings get it. Imagine if they won on it again. I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. But it, the Suns could get it. The Kings could get it. Minnesota could get it. Well, add another peak. Imagine. Chipped out. Imagine D'Lo, and then they add Ball in there or somebody. Ball and D'Lo, Lamelo Ball and Cat. I don't know. A Minnesota kind of. I'm not. My. I don't. I can't remember. Even I have league pass now. I don't remember watching a Minnesota game. I really don't. They just the the team. I mean, they maybe with D'Lo and Cat there together to change stuff. But I don't. I just don't really see positive vibes coming out of the franchise. I don't see it progressing the unless they really get a. Man. Unless they really get yeah the kit. They pulled a Utah, though, the Cavs, then they drafted two point guards back-to-back. They had drafted Sexton and Garland, which makes a lit. And to be fair, they haven't, neither of them have done much. I, mean, I think they, they just torch Cavs. each other's uh, touches. Yeah. They just, it, I don't know. I really, uh, Bulls could get it. The Bulls could use one more piece to go with everybody. They would probably, um, yeah. I don't know. They wouldn't pick a Wiseman if they got number one, but they would pick like. Uh, They'll pick Lamelo for the point guard. They got they play Lamelo at the three because he's six eight. If they get him, because they got Kobe White at point. They got Levine at the two. The ball would fit at the three. Markinen would fit at the four, and then Wendell Carter is going to be your five. That could be all right. They've got to fire it. Bulls have got to fire the coach. That Jim Boylan is a horrible coach. He's been known to leave his players in and like a to make it as like a practice at the end of the game when they get torched. That's just a confidence killer. That's really it. Yeah, I think if the Suns can get that number one pick, they've got Booker and Aiton, which is all right, but they need somebody to take the ball out of Booker's hands. Booker needs to play off ball guard. They need somebody like a baller and Edwards to do that. I mean, Booker could still play the one. To be but... honest, and that's if Booker even stays, because I've heard rumors about the Suns maybe looking to shop them. Well, it's all rumors. I mean, if they're looking up, and if Booker Booker will be happy if he gets somebody else to play with, because he's kind of on an island right now. Aiton's all right, but it's not a big man league anymore, and he's going to have to really keep his skill set up to be relevant anymore. Yeah, that's really true, and I have heard about, I mean, I'm not sure if this is completely true. Once again, rumors are rumors. You can't really believe them all the time, but I've heard things about the Timberwolves are, like, the front runners for wanting Booker. Well, I th- I didn't think they were going to get D'Lo. I thought they were just, they were all, all just, I did not think it was going to happen because I thought it was all just talk, them trying to get trade stuff, but, I mean... They gave they gave away one of their top pieces in Wiggins to get him, and I mean, it's not like they did anything with Wiggins and Cat anyway. So they yeah, didn't. They, they needed a point guard because they hadn't had one since Rubio, and Rubio was kind of so so. Like he's more, he probably he does okay on the Suns, but he he'd be better to go back to the Euro League if he really wanted to be. I mean, he's probably making more money in the NBA, but if he wanted to play better, he would go back to the Euro League. But I mean, most people are gonna take the money anyway. Yeah, for yeah. A team we haven't talked about out east that's got a good core and they've got um they got somebody that they could get rid of. We talked about that last week is the Pacers with uh 
Turner and Zabonis. Zabonis just became an all-star. That team, I mean, like I said, East is weaker. They could keep going. They could keep trending up, and they picked Brogdon. They basically stole him out of the Bucks. They didn't steal him because he's a restricted free agent, and the Bucks just said, oh, I don't want to pay him because I want to make Giannis mad and make him want to leave, but that's a separate story. But uh, Zabonis and yeah. Turner with Brogdon, if Brogdon can get running the pick and roll with Zabonis, and like I, we talked about with the Oladipo leaving in last podcast, that could be pretty good for them if uh, Brogdon and Zabonis can get a good chemistry going. And Turner's going to do what Turner does. You got, um, I forget, what's the power forward there? They stole him from the TJ Warren. They got TJ Warren. Yeah. TJ Warren helps. I forgot to mention on the Suns that they had um, Ubre, but that's another piece to them. But the Pacers, they got TJ Warren. That's another piece. They really, the only thing they were missing was uh, was if Oladipo could stay healthy, but we talked about that last week. That's really up in the air at this point, and he doesn't seem like he wants to be there anymore. So, uh... And my thing, I think Brogdon... Depending on the the way he develops, he might be better than Victor. I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, he's already rookie of the year. He was surprised everybody would be in like a set. I think he's second rounder. Got rookie of the year that that year. I don't know what how. F- yeah. That two years ago. I think yeah, because I think it was yeah, was Simmons, him, and then I don't know who got it the next year. But yeah, Tree, um, not Tree, uh, Brogdon's really good. Brogdon's, uh, he can do it all. He's a good, he's a good playmaker. I like him. He's a little bit. He can shoot the ball too. He's, a, I think he's six seven and runs point too, if I'm not mistaken. He's either six. He's a little above size. He might be six five, but that's still high. That's still a tall point guard. So moving groove, and he's just like, I feel like he can really be a good point guard, and I think he might be better than Victor Oladipo. I don't know if that's going to work out like that, and I'm reading here that he is 6'5". He's 6'5", all right, but he's still taller than the normal point guard. Yeah, he's more of a traditional point. He can make the plays. He can play, make, he can shoot, and I really think that he could be the good with the the pick and roll. Yeah, but yeah. Be interesting to see if Zabonis is at the highest level he's gonna be at, or if he has another tick above this to go to. I don't know if he does or not, but we'll see. Uh, one more, one more. I want to talk about before we switch topics is I want to talk about. I think we've been leaving it out, but they're definitely one of the front runners. They could make conference finals this year in the East. Is Tatum and Brown and the Celtics? I was gonna say that. I was honestly going to say that. I mean, Tatum already took Le- Tatum's been there for years. Tatum's got experience. They were already in the conference finals and took LeBron to seven, and now they've added pieces like Kem- Kemba, and they've got um, who they got the four. So they they got Tatum, Brown. You got Smart. That's who it is. Smart moves up, Smart. and then you got Brown at the three and uh, Tatum at the four, or vice versa. But the only problem you got Tice. Yeah, you got Tice. You got this. Yeah, but youth wise, I think it's not really. Yeah, we got. They really need to see if Taco can become an NBA level player. He was all defensive team in the G League, and he, they said he really became more mobile in that time he played in the G League. So I'd like to see them bring up Taco and start him. Give him like eight off the bench, eight minutes off the bench, somewhere in a rotation, like second quarter, early third minutes, or no, middle of the third minutes. Just see how he works, and if it if it's good, just keep up in the minutes, because he's seven six, seven five, and his he's just he's built different than most seven footers I've seen. He's more of a he's bulky. He's like the Zion of seven footers. He's like just big. For some footy, he's not like a yeah, Sean Bradley or a Manute Bowl who's like just lengthy with no basically no upper body. Well, I mean, they got upper body, but they're just not built. And Taco's different. Like, the thing is with those types of guys, like the 7'6 seven, guys and the 7'7s seven, and the 7'5s or whatever Taco is, it's like you have to be good, of course, obviously, 
you can't just depend on your height, but it, it really does help. You don't really have to be the best damn player in the league to be 7-5 and five and bop, just put it in the rim from a standing position. But, yeah, but he's got good hands on defense, too. He does, and, like, like you said, he's the all defensive team in the G League, so obviously he can play defense. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like you said, eight minutes all off the bench, slowly develop him, and then I would replace Tice with him if he gets to that level. I mean, Tice is a good backup right now. I mean, he's young too. He could. I don't know how he'll progress, but I I got tackle in the long run. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if I if I really get down to it to finish, just I mean, the original question was who was the best young core. I gotta go Luke and Porzingis to. Just finish it off. And Luke is one of the most. He's got the most. Just get, he could do it all. He's got one of the best skill sets for any player, young or old, at this point in the league. And he's already shown he can do it overseas. So I think it's only a matter of time before he he breaks through and he gets an MVP or a championship or maybe both. Probably, I mean, he's going to get both and eventually, I think, but maybe not in the same season. KP being 7-3 and being an absolute sharpshooter. Yeah, and they got the possibility of uh, some younger guys like DeLon Wright and Dwight Powell coming into their own a little bit more off the bench, but I think I got Dallas as my best. Yeah, I would say that too, to be honest. I really don't think there's another team to top that. I just don't. As the TBT, the basketball tournament, came to a close, the game's intensity picked up drastically. For the first time in months, I, as a fan, got into the games. In the semis, both games were very well fought. The Golden Eagles easily passed Red Scare, the Dayton alumni team, to make it to the championship game. On the other side, it wasn't as easy. With Overseas Elite, headlined by Joe Johnson and Big 3 alum Frank Nitty Sessions, took on Sideline Cancer, who was a Cinderella 22 seed team in this tournament. They were led by Mo Creek and Marcus Keene. In the end, Sideline Cancer finished out the game on a 3 by Mo Creek. Mo Creek, um, it was off of a pass by Marcus Keene, cross-court Mo Creek just barely caught it, went up with it, and drained it. That took out Overseas Elite, who had won four seasons in a row prior to last season where they were taken out by Carmen's crew, headlined by Aaron Kraft, the Ohio State alumni team. So that put sideline cancer, that puts them farther. That they, went out, they took on Golden Eagles on Tuesday night in the championship game. The Golden Eagles were led by um, former NBA player and uh, Big 3 alum Dwight Bikes. He led them in points in several of their games. and um, He was a big part in the game, but he came when it came late in the third, he actually got five fouls and had to sit for a good quarter and a half. But his team kept it close and so did sideline cancer. But in the end, the three-point barrage of the Golden Eagles was just too much. And the Marquette team got their first championship ever in the tournament. They had actually gotten to the semifinals the year before and lost. The MVP of the whole tournament was the Golden Eagles' Darius Johnson Odom, who averaged 16.8 points a game on 56% shooting, 47 from three. That's He did really good. He deserved the MVP. It was a good end to the tournament. It was uh, up and down. It, it brought back basketball, and it showed that the bubble can work if people follow what they're supposed to follow. With the NBA closing in on resuming and a large amount of teams and players already in the bubble, it is almost certain that the NBA season is going to happen. With this, I wanted to give insight into what games that I think should be watched and why you should too. The first day of games brings up uh, or could be a possibly conference finals matchup is what I think the game in the, the 30th will be the best game will be the Lakers versus Clippers. I think that's a no-brainer. I mean, I can't really disagree with that. That's such a huge matchup. The Pels and Jazz isn't really a big one, to be honest. I mean... No, I mean, it would be fun to see Zion, but I don't see Utah. I don't... That's They're not going to meet. In the playoffs, I don't know if the Pels will even make it to the playoffs. But the Clips versus Lakers, like you said, could be that is conference final for sure. That is future implications, probably. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which team is ready to go straight off the bat because the Lakers are going to be thrown a little bit because 
you don't have Bradley, you don't have Rondo, so you're going to have to figure out your bench a little bit, which they've had struggles with all season. And the Clippers are going to have to come out and bring the intensity on defense, which they haven't had to in a while. So it's going to be a good back and forth. I think the Clippers can find their defense, though. I really don't. Yeah, the Clippers can. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what both teams look like coming back that first game. Because that's a, it's yeah, not, they sure. just get thrown straight into the fire first day. They got to play that matchup. They don't have any time to get used to any scrimmages really well i mean they have been doing the practices and i'm sure they've been scrimming well practices is never the same as a game though but i get what you're saying they're get, they're they're working their way but we'll see how it is that day we'll, we'll see yeah the july 31st i think a really big matchup is portland and memphis which i think if portland doesn't just go on a run there's definitely going to be that playing in the west and they're going to be playing each other at least Probably three games because I I really think Portland's getting in and Memphis isn't. And I want Portland to get in personally because I think it would be a really good matchup to see Dame against LeBron. Because Dame knows he's not getting any younger. So he wants to get out there and he he wants to prove that. I mean, if he was to put out LeBron in the first round, he would definitely prove that he's a top player in the league. Yeah. But LeBron ain't going to go down easy. And, I mean... That's just, it is what it is, but that will be a really good game, and what what else you think is I a think good game? I think the biggest matchup on that day is the Rockets and Mavericks. I just think that that could be a, I wouldn't, I don't know if it's an implication, but it's still a good matchup. It's going to be a good matchup. It's Lucas' first game back, Harden's first, yeah, everybody's first game. And get I'm to, sure as a lot of people have heard, Russ has has been tested positive for Corona, so we'll see if he's back by that. Should be. Yeah, that might. We'll have to see how his stamina is in that first game. We'll have to see if it's affected his uh capacity at all. But he should be alright. I think like, the main game is probably the Trailblazers and Grizzlies. I don't know. You kind of missed over the Bucks and Celtics for a minute there. That's gonna be big. That's possible conference finals right there. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think the Bucks are gonna have an issue with the Celtics. I'm sorry, I I really don't see that. Yeah, I mean, that depends on. I mean, Celtics have got to figure out some of their own things. Like Haywood off the bench has got to be there for them all the time. But and the thing for the Bucks is, well, especially Greek is the fact that he is he's quite frankly pissed from last season. I know it. He's gonna go in with a vengeance and have fun. Well, he can. I. It's gonna be have fun, but his he's got to have a team around him. That's his bit. That's the biggest problem with the Bucks right now. He has a good team, but he doesn't have. He's got Middleton. That's really the only yeah, other guy. He need. They needed to sign Brogdon, but I still think they're a top team and could. They could go, as long as Middleton's there for him, they can go deep. And if I was Giannis, I would be like. Well, Middleton, you you want to pick up a ball for the first time in four months? Well, yeah, I mean, I don't get if if I was an NBA player, there is no way. I don't care if I lived across the street from the practice facility. I gotta have a hoop somewhere in my house. Cause why would you want? I don't. I guess the players, the practice facility is nice, but I wouldn't want to like if I wanted to shoot at two in the morning. I wouldn't want to have to open up the practice facility and turn on the lights and just to go in there and shoot. I'd have something in my house. I'd have a half court ready to go, but I guess not everybody I mean, that, got that the memo. I mean, Middleton just got the bag last season, so he should have enough money to do it. If Giannis is driving in and he's kicking it to Chris and he's bricking, you can blame it on him not shooting a ball for three months. Well, yeah, but you can blame it, but it's still not going to make Giannis very happy going into this possible extension year, but that's a separate story for a separate time. No, I'm time. not saying it's an excuse. I'm saying that is just bad on Chris for not picking up a ball. You're an NBA player. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. I don't know. We'll have to see. Okay, how about the how about the first? What do you got on the first? I mean, I'm kind of biased. I'm going to go with my Raptors and Lakers. I mean, that's a good one. I I think the Sorry. last I, I think the last time the Raptors played the Lakers was when Siakam spiked LeBron like a volleyball, so that was pretty fun to watch. That was so satisfying. I'm sorry to the LeBron fans that might be watching this, but 
seeing Siakam send his stuff to, like, the third row, so nice. Well, I get that. I mean, that's your team. I wish the Pistons would do that, but, I mean, this will be the last time we'll probably talk about them today because they're not in this list. Can't make the playoffs to save their life, but... I'm sorry for saying this, but, uh... Mm-hmm. Not blocked by LeBron, blocked by uh, Siakam. Uh, you're going to get, right, we're going to get some comments on that one. But... True, though. It's, yeah, True. it was it was a good block. I think um, it's not really got playoff implications, but I think the, the Heat versus the Nuggets could be a fun game to watch. I don't, is that Jokic's first? Yeah, that'll be Jokic. You get to see skinny Jokic for the first time. Yep, we get, to see the lake. get to see how he plays, whether him losing weight will be good or bad, because sometimes he will rely on him being able to push people down low, but maybe it opens up another part of his game. Maybe he can dunk really well now. I don't know. Sure, he has muscles still, so I don't think we have to worry about that too much, but his weight did help him down in the post, obviously. Yeah, but he definitely can shoot the ball, so he might have to yeah, move out sure. to that more. Pacers Philly could be good. All right, that that's that's uh depends on several things. That depends on all the deep and all that, but it still might be a fun one. Okay, the second, uh, my marquee matchup that day is uh, I want to see the Celtics Blazers. That's just me personally. It doesn't really I I doubt they'll meet this year. They won't see each other till next season, most likely. But that'll be a fun one to watch. Because uh, it's prime time on ABC for the U.S. people. And uh, that's going to be a big game. Dame's going to want to show up, and so is Tatum. So that'll be good. I mean, good. for me, I'm not going to lie. That day's kind of weak. I'm not going to lie to you. You don't think Bucks rockets is going to be fun with all the fast break with Giannis? Well, I mean, any game that Giannis is in is fun. To okay, you got me there. You got me there. But, I mean, there's yeah, some. Any game that that man steps on the court. Oh, another, well, I don't know how interesting it'll be, but it'll be more interesting to see how the final score turns out with the Nets and Wizards game because the Wizards are in the ninth seed now about, they're they're a ways out, but with the way the playing tournament works, if they can get within four, they can get it. And with the way Brooklyn's is heavily depleted, that team's going to tank. That team's going to tank. If the Wizards can take them out and knock them down one and just if the Nets keep losing, they're going to have to play in because I think the Nets are uh, about seven out, six and a half, seven out. Yeah. Not the Nets. The Wizards are six and a half. My bad. But that could be interesting because I really don't. I mean, it would be interesting to see uh, Jamal Crawford, but uh, he's about five years too old to be – Real uh, difference maker for that team. Levert, maybe, but I don't see it. Okay, how about the third? Who you got? I I can see one already. Raptors Heat. Yeah, Raptors Heat. That could be second round. I see the Nuggets and OKC, too. Well, I mean, a big one for views, and it's on ESPN for a reason, is the Memphis and Port and uh, yeah. Zion versus Ja. I'm just going to say it like, because that's... That's pretty much what that game is. Yeah. I mean, they they both got a chance at the playoffs, but I I think both of them, they're coming, but I think Portland will pull in and get that spot. But you never know. Memphis... Tells play the season yet since Zion has been back? I don't know if they have or not. Let me look at the schedule real quick. Because if they haven't, that's going to be a big game, not only for the implications, maybe, but just for the first chance to see Jaw against Zion at, at the NBA level. Could be a big thing. January really 31st, did Zion play that game? He did. He did. He, they played once, and the Pels torched him 139 to 111. Zion had 24, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. And uh, okay. Valanciunas had 18 and 8. I don't know what Ja had. So, so far, Let me see what ja. Zion is the better. Well, okay, I'm not going to say the better player. Well, he better well, well, he had a better game because the Grizzlies got uh, Solomon Hill to guard Zion. I mean, give me a break. That's not oh. really fair. A jaw had sixteen and three that game. That must have been good D from Delonzo play. 
Yeah, Alonzo play. Alonzo's yeah. turning into a little defender, actually. He's actually pretty good. And Alonzo actually shot five for seven that game, so that could be interesting. Yeah, they torched him that game. Zion had 24. Ingram had 20. Alonzo, 19, and eight, 19, 8, and 6. Holiday at 18, and off the bench, they let Reddick go off for 16, so they were not winning that one. That's just a team effort, and that's just one of those things that... The Grizzlies, they got a good. They game. got good with Ja and oh, Jaron Jackson didn't play that game. That didn't help them any. That might have been a difference maker. That'll be interesting to see him on Zion and in this next one. But I still got the Pels in that one. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I think. For uh, my August fourth game, Rockets and Trailblazers. Honestly, Rockets so Trailblazers would be fun. I mean. Rockets know damn well. Uh, they're going to have a tr- – the Rockets are going to have trouble. I mean, they shoot anyway, but if they want to drive, they're going to have to go through Nurkic. They're going to be shooting anyway that game. That's what they do anyway. It's not like they got to change what they do. They're going to have to outshoot because they can't get in the post that game with Nurkic down there. We got to see how Nurk is when he comes back, but I think he'll be defensive monster again. I don't know about the offense. For me that day, the Heat Celtics will be interesting. I I want to see a lot of these Heat games because I don't know whether they're gonna face the Rockets or the Celtics second round, and I just I I think it'll be interesting to see the matchups. Did I already say? Did they already play? No, they haven't played already. I'm, no. I was just trying to. I thought maybe I doubled up on the Celtics Heat, but they haven't played. I would. I don't think teams play each other twice in this. See, for me, I'm thinking the Heat are gonna be fine because I don't. I, I really don't think, like, I mean, I'm not, I don't know. It's definitely not going to be a sweep, but I really just think both of those teams, the, the, the Heat can win against. I wouldn't say. They got a good defense. Really, they got a good defense, and they moved the ball really well. So that's going to be hard for a lot of teams to guard. They did have a, uh, I, the Heat's road record was kind of weak, though. I will say that. So we got to see if they can get it going in the, in the bubble. We got to see if they play well in the bubble. Well, to be fair, every other every team is on the road. Well, I know, but there's teams that play better on the road than they and the Heat were not one of them. But we'll see if they can adjust. I mean, everybody's gonna be thrown anyway. Yeah. August fifth, I got. That's kind of a weekday. It really is. Yeah. But I got probably the best game that day is Chris Paul versus LeBron. That'll depend. It. We'll see. And I guess. Probably Memphis versus Utah, just because if Memphis keep if Memphis loses games, it's not gonna be good for them. Maybe the Sixers and Wizards, like low key, maybe. Well, yeah, because Wizards are gonna want to keep winning, so that could be interesting. Now for the six, this one's a the little si- bit more juicy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh yes, that six thirty matchup with. Uh, Clippers and Dallas is going to be a that's going to be I'm fun. more looking at that 4 o'clock matchup because from prior games, you know Ooh. how that goes. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be – yeah, both teams are going to start rolling. I think we already – yeah, the Bucks and the, Bucks and the Heat. Yeah, Heat. definitely. The 8 o'clock game between uh, Portland and and Denver, that that was uh, conference semis last year. They took that. That was a seven game. That was the one that in Portland went to four OTs, and Jokic, I thought, was going to have a heart attack. Because <laughs> that that was the one that uh, I think CJ won at the butt. One with, like, I think he left, like, 1.7 on the clock. But, I mean, Denver yeah. didn't do anything with it. But that was four OTs. That was a draining game. That was game six, and then game seven, I like I said, I'm surprised Jokic didn't have a heart attack or something because game seven, yeah, the right there, yeah. Portland downed them and then uh, went on to the conference finals. But that could be a good one to watch. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The seventh? Um, I'm going Pels and Wizards. Pels and Wizards will be interesting because, like I said, uh, the Wizards want to keep winning and so do the Pels. So both of them are going to be fighting. You got... You got the Toronto Boston game too. That'll be interesting. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, they're always a good matchup together. They're always yeah back and forth. And I mean, even the OKC versus Memphis game could be interesting because it's a battle of the playmakers with Chris Paul and um, Ja. So 
And no disrespect to CP3, but we Jaws literally like how many years younger? Well, and he's got the speed on CP3. CP3, ever since he uh, when he was younger and got injured, he just he's been more of a playmaker than anything. He used to fly higher, but now he's not that kind of a player. He's always been shorter anyway. Now moving on to August eighth. There's August. two that are obviously big. Yeah. Which one do you want to pick? I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna take. I don't know. I like Dallas Bucks. That one's going to be interesting. 8.30 ESPN. Prime time I'm game. I'm glad you chose that one because the Clips versus the Trailblazers. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if Dame can make it out of the first round, and it, the people got to watch. Because that's he's going to be on a tear if he can make it out of the first round. Because he's going to be hot coming off of LeBron if he can make it. This is all... I, I've been saying this, that they're going to make but this is all if. Portland's still got to get in, but if if they do, I feel that they've got, they're going to be on a Dame mission. Dame is out for vengeance, dude. He wants it. Dame, Dame's ready to go. Dame's next up. He's ready. Oh, yeah. He, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's even next up. People know about him. He's just got, he's got to do that thing. He's just got to do something that just. Makes people Puts him over the edge even more. I mean, I guess a thunder shot, but some he needs something else. He just needs to just keep. He needs a ring. He needs a ring. Okay, the ninth. That's got. I'm gonna take my Grizzly Raps, dude. That's going. Grizzly Raps, that could be a fun one. I think Philly, Portland. Ooh, it, well, we gotta see. Um, we gotta see how Simmons fits, but I think that could be a really good one because who? I mean, yeah. I a uh, Portland in that one. I mean, with Simmons down at the four now, who's Nurkic going to guard? Is he going to guard Embiid, or is he going to guard Simmons? Well, who's a better matchup for Nurkic? Like, probably Simmons. If I was was, uh, Terry Scott, which is the Portland coach, I would have Nurkic, I would have him attached to whoever's in the paint, and I would switch the off four to go to whoever goes out towards the the corner of the wing, and I'd just let Nurk sit in the paint and switch. That's gonna be a good game. Okay. Um, the tenth. For the tenth, I mean, I got two. I'm gonna let you go first. See what you want and you pick. I think I got three where you got two, but I'm gonna say Heat and Pacers could be interesting. Yep, that was one of mine. Oh, I'm surprised you. Okay, but yeah, Heat and Pacers could be good. We got to see how the Pacers do. Uh, like I said, it's Oladipo's up in the air at this point. We got to see what he feels like that day if he wants to play or not. Uh, and that could and be. Then- that could be interesting versus the Heat. If the Heat can get it rolling, you got to see how the rookies like Hero and um, Nunn and guys like that see how they're playing in the bubble. Yeah, that's a good one. What was yours? The what was your other one? Honestly, just because of the last year's series, Raps and Bucks. I mean, like they played the season already, but it has more implications now and more. I don't know importance. I mean, they're both going to be in the playoffs, but they're still going to really want to go at it. Well, Giannis is Giannis is gonna be mad because of what they did last year. He's gonna be gonna be more like I mean, you play regular season, well, normal regular season. I guess we're still technically in a regular season right now. But Giannis is gonna be on playoff mode, and he's gonna be thinking about last year, and he's gonna be ready to go at him. So if we put that wall again, I'm, I think we can do it again. I'm like I know we don't have Kawhi. But I think we can do. Well, yeah. Kawhi wasn't really the wall up. Kawhi was the guy you put on him outside to if he got before passed. he got it. Huh. OG wasn't there last year though, right? Because he had appendicitis. Yeah, he wasn't there. So you got OG. OG's like a defensive guy. Like he's not as good as Kawhi is on defense, but he's getting towards there. But he just doesn't have the offense. I mean, well, they. I had, you've got Stanley Johnson. You've got Stanley Johnson hiding on your bench. He can play defense, and I know from Detroit that that's all he could do because he'd only get about four a game. But if you need somebody just – if you can't stop him perimeter-wise, just throw Johnson out there. Maybe yeah. as a body for like four fouls a game. Siakam can hold Giannis. He did it last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just not thinking – well, yeah, because that would be the matchup anyway because Siakam's a four and Giannis is a four. So, yeah. Well, that depends if they put Giannis – no, they would go – Put him at the three, but well, yeah, depends. Uh, and then my other matchup, Nuggets and Lakers. Yeah, Nuggets and Lakers. I think Dallas versus Jazz could be interesting too because you want. I want to see how uh, if Gobert and Mitchell can 
work together because I've I've heard that they don't like each other, that they're having problems with each other, just uh, at like just as people because of what Gobert did in the locker room and gave. I mean, you could say that maybe that's where Mitchell got it, but I mean, if he's rubbing all this stuff, that's probably where he got it. But you want to see if they can make it past that and still play together. I don't know how long it can stay together with that split, with that locker room talk, but I don't know. The end, yeah. But that'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe they'll want to play to just show everybody that, hey, we can still get it done. Because Utah's been getting yeah, just, just dissed on in the, the media. Jazz have a chance against that Mavs team. No, I don't. What about the 11th? 11th. Oh, I like the one matchup. <laughs> I think that's late. about really the... All the rest are kind of so-so, but I think the really good matchup is at 5 o'clock with Dallas Trailblazers and, and, and oh, Trailblazers yeah. and Mavs. Dame against Luka. Celtics and Griffin, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Spurs and Rockets is kind of a rivalry anyway, but I don't... I don't have faith in DeRozan myself on the Spurs. It's not a good That's fit for him. Kind of weak. I'm not gonna lie. That Spurs, I'm. That Spurs team's about as lucky to be in the playoffs as the Suns and the Wizards. But that's. I mean, the Wizards got a better chance of making it in because the Nets. Uh, I don't. It, the Nets are doing their thing, but yeah. So that's my. And then wa- for Mike. Go ahead. Uh, are you saying? Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Yeah. I, I was gonna move on to the twelfth. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, uh, I mean, I mean, what other game on there do you? Really, have? I think all all these games that day are decent to watch. Really, I would myself be. I just like to watch anyway. But I would watch almost every single one of these. These aren't gonna be bad. None of these because you got My Philly game. Rockets is probably Raptors. the weakest one. Okay, you said Raptors Sixers. Just because of last year, we know what happened. I think it's just going to be like, I mean, they played this year again. I know this. I don't know. But... What position is Toronto in the East right now? Let me, look at, let me bring the standings up real quick. I need to look. They're third in the NBA. They're first in the East, I believe. No, second in the East. Never mind. I was about to say. Okay, the current standings right now, you got you got the Bucks, Raptors, Celtics, Heat at four, Pacers at five. And Sixers at six. I don't see, well, yeah, I really don't see that matchup happening in the playoffs because I think the Pacers are going to drop and the Celtics are going to move up and they'll play the Heat anyway. But that'll still be a really good game. Yeah. That'll still... And then if you look at the standings as a whole, well, the I mean, Bucks are first. Yeah, I think the, the Philly thing, though, I mean, if they move up to five, the two versus seven are in the same side of the bracket the same part of the bracket as a 4-5. So that could be a second-round matchup unless, I don't know, Heat-Sixers. Jimmy Butler's not going to want to lose to the Sixers, so that'll be a fight. But if Philly makes it to the second round against the Raptors, that could be really fun to watch. Yeah. That's if the whole Simmons thing works out. We're kind of, I'm kind of leading on that I think it's going to work, but I don't 100%. I I believe it's going to work, but we have yet to see actual games yet. Heat and uh, OKC is going to be good because they're both uh, playmaking teams. I like to move the ball, so that's going to be quick back and forth. That'll be a good game to watch. And then Clippers and Nuggets, I think that's actually – let me look at the standings. That might be – wait, no, that no, they're the 2-3. Never mind. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not, not going to be a matchup. If anything, the Nuggets are going to meet the Lakers or whoever they – yeah. Being that Lakers side of bracket. Oh, yeah, but that's still a good matchup with Jokic and – and then the 13th, which these games are still, don't have a network game yet. Love They're probably waiting to do that to where they know who's going off so they can put it on ESPN. But, um, Loki, uh, if he did. Yeah. I think uh, Pelicans and Orlando could be fun. Pelicans and Orlando could be fun because you know Aaron Gordon likes to dunk and so does Zion. So that could be a dunk fest. Could be. Boxing, don't know if it I mean, will. Boxing, to be honest. I know they're two different positions, but Bucks and Jaw, yeah. Bucks and Memphis. I think um Wizards Celtics could be a good one because the Wizards are gonna want to keep winning to give themselves a better yeah. spot. If Brooklyn just straight tanks the whole thing, then um Wizards might not even have to do the play in. I don't That's, know if they'll yeah. be if they'll be a four out. I don't know. Let me see how far let me see the games. If they were to lose uh if if the Nets were to lose eight, they would be within um 
depending on where the Wizards are, they'd probably they'd have to do a play-in. There's going to be a play-in in the East either way if that works the way I think it is. I don't. Who knows if the Wizards will even get it rolling? But I've I think yeah. they will. Yeah, that's definitely going to be a play-in. But um, it's kind of a. I don't know Booker versus um Luca could be interesting Luka. because D Book can go off by himself sometimes. You never know. That'll be a fun game. But um, at least Luca has more than himself. Yeah, Aiden's coming up, but I don't know if he will um be an elite NBA player. But we'll have to see him progress a little bit more before I say that fully. And then the last day, last seeding tournament day, who you got? Heat and Pacers, honestly. That guy could be a good game. Heat Pacers. If think, like, if you think about, yeah. Nuggets Raptors. And then, could be a little Jokic Siakam yeah. action going going at each other. Pat, I don't know. They're a little bit different though. That's the problem. That's not really gonna be. So I gotta see how Jokic plays with the new frame. I really do. I don't know if he's gonna be the same. Oh, um, I was. T- I don't know if I talked about it. Yeah, because I said Philly likes to get out in the fast break. Philly versus the Rockets is a game that day. I'm changing. That's my. That's my thing right there. That's what I say. I don't. It's a fast break, and B can run. All yeah. of them can run. That's gonna be, except uh, the Sixers will be rim running, and the and the Houston will be trying to shoot threes. But I think it'll be a fun, fast paced game to watch. It'll be high scoring. Every game for the Seventy Sixers at this point is kind of let's see how the new system works. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of. Yeah, I mean, by this point, they maybe have switched back to the way they were running and just see, just letting it go. Yeah, this is a bit into it. This is eight games like in. This is eight. So this will be where they'll figure it out. I think they'll stick with it, but we'll see how it goes. And then OKC and the Clippers is kind of okay. It's not really. Uh, this yeah, this it's gonna be fun to watch these games. I don't. It's been so long since we've seen elite pros play at a high level that it'll just. It's gonna be it's gonna be good to watch. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be weird though. Let's be honest here. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be really fun. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be it for this podcast. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you made it that far, if you're on YouTube, feel free to drop a like. If you're not on YouTube and you're on the podcast uh, searches. Feel free to check out the YouTube channel. It's the 34 Podcast. We'll be back next week.